Welcome to the Fringe Following. My name is Ronnie, and with me I have Michelle. Today is August 13th, 2020. Today we'll be speaking about more of George Floyd, a continuation of last week's podcast. And also we'll be visiting Joe Biden, presidential nominee. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Ronnie. Yep, Joe Biden is the man of the hour, if you want to call him that. Um, <laughs> I think that's all he gets. <laughs> or man of the basement or whatever you want to call him. Um, that's a good one, man of the basement. I wanted to touch on George Floyd just a little bit. We we covered it last week. It was a very hard topic for us to discuss. Um, you know, we kind of discussed why in our last episode. Um, you know, I just want to point out our, our point wasn't to take the cop's side. The point was is to discuss aspects of the story that the media is not discussing that should be reviewed and discussed instead of just looking at one side. So I just want to reiterate that was the point of our episode. And um, Ronnie said something that really caused me to do some research. And it was when she said, you know, no matter what, he shouldn't have been held down, um, you know, for that long with the knee. And I, and I thought about it. And then I got to thinking, yes, she's right. However, what other choices did the cops have? This man wasn't sitting still. In my observations, just from looking at the whole video, the whole eight-minute video of the body cam footage, he and and then there was more footage released this week, and um, we'll probably go over that next episode. But we just got so much to talk about. But in the struggle, he wasn't making do. Once he was already handcuffed, he was a big man, six foot four. Some other people say he was six foot six, but the autopsy says six foot four, two hundred and twenty-three pounds. That's that's a big man. And so, you know, if he's not subduing, how else could they have restrained him? They did obviously they couldn't have released him because he was clearly a danger to self and others, and he, uh, you know, he was a potential danger to self and others rather, and he had committed a criminal act or was under suspicion. He was under arrest for it, and he wasn't sitting in back in the cop car. Here's a 223 pound huge man rattling about in the back, probably to where they, they wouldn't feel comfortable taking off even with his handcuffs on. How could they have subdued him? So I, I, I looked up some of the, some of this information on um, the internet and I did come across um, an instance and this was back in Portland, and I don't have the exact date. It was it was back in 2015 was the ruling. I'm not sure exactly when the actual incident had, and I probably won't get the name right. Ty Garul was crossing a street in Portland, Oregon, accompanied by his older brother and friends. And so they were subdued by the cops, and the judge ruled that after being um, illegally stopped that the cop did not have cause to stop him. Even though the youth tensed his arms, struggled to stand the feet and flail around with his limbs, but he did so to protect himself from senseless and aggressive violence that a reasonable person would have felt was excessive force. So in her ruling, and this is Portland, Oregon, and we have established that they are more of, um, they're, they're definitely more democratic state, of course, and I think they're in the process of defunding their police and definitely lots of riots going on. But even in her ruling in it with that type of viewpoint, she said that it was justifiable because apparently, according to her, the cops were attacking him and creating um, he was they, he was just doing it to protect himself. And she said in that instance, she ruled in Ty's favor, not the cop's favor, which is pretty huge because most of the time the judges do rule in the cop's favor. Um, and she said also that the police misrepresented parts of the encounter. And she did not find that their representation was credible after reviewing the video evidence. So here is a case where somebody actually sued the cops or um, you went up against the judge against the cops, and they won. And and, and this is not usual, I, I will admit, in this country. However, the reasons that she did rule in this young boy's favor is because she said that they were being aggressive with him already, 
uh, and causing him harm and illegally um, uh, arresting him in the first place. They had no cause to really do that. And she saw video evidence to present it to the contrary. So with all of that said, circling back to George Floyd, if you watch that eight minute video, not of him being held down, but of the time before, you will see that the cops were not aggressive with them. It wasn't senseless violence. They weren't wailing on him like a Rodney King episode, for instance. They were trying to subdue him. He refused to be subdued. He got out of the other other side of the cop car, and that's when they finally held him down. So I have to wonder, as a cop, what my choices are at that point. Do I want to tase him? Because sometimes tases, tasers don't work. That was shown in the Rodney King footage, which I'm sure everybody over a certain age has seen. You know, that did not subdue him. And this is a big man, you know, very big. He might not have been subdued. He was also high. It was very apparent that he was high. So they can't do a chokehold anymore. That's that's not good. And I agree with that. That can kill people. So until the ambulance came, what were they supposed to do? And I guess I want to pose that to you, Ronnie, as well. What do you think could have been their other options at that point? Instead of using well, your knee. Well, I mean, obviously, if you're going to put somebody's, you know, your knee on somebody's neck, you're restricting their airways. So there was three cops there, right? Right. They could have all held him down at least, you know, if, if they have him on his back, they could have, you know, at least put their weight on his, uh, his back. I mean, that's not as constrictive as the neck. So that right. that's my only criticism. You got you to have the airways open. Right, right. And I know he said he can't breathe, he can't breathe, but he also said that before they even held him down. So I, I think at that point they had been fatigued by that cry of help or that, you know, woof, you know, they say don't cry woof. But, you know, as we all know, he really couldn't breathe. And so I want to thank you for your input, Ronnie. I know I was kind of putting you on the spot, but it just made me wonder. And this is what I think about. I'm not here to be pro-police. I'm not here to be pro-George Floyd. I really want to get to the truth. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of people out there really trying hard to get to the truth about this. They, they see one thing. They like that one thing. It brings them great amount of press and they aren't, aren't seeing an opposite um, viewpoint. And that's all I wanted to bring up is that discussion as well. It, as you view that, think about if you were the cop in those, those shoes, what other choices could you have made in, in that instance? And, and that's all I wanted to touch back on because it was a huge topic. It was a very difficult topic and I just wanted to revisit it for a few minutes. So now to the man of the hour, Ronnie, do you want to take it from here? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Biden. I mean, you know, I don't want to spend an hour with Biden, but you know, it has to be covered. <laughs> um, well, there's a lot here that I, that I've been looking into and researching on. And the thing is I missed um, back around when the Ukraine thing came about uh -huh. uh, with Biden. I was not paying attention back then. Um, you know, in my own life, there was a lot going on. And, and then of course, once the coronavirus hit, um, the shores, I think that started slowing me down and, and got me back to paying attention to what was going on. So um, I started looking into a lot of things with the, uh, you know, with, with Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, with the um, Ukraine thing. So I'm going to go ahead and read a, read an article here, um, you know, to let you know, when I was looking into this, this past week, you know, when you Google Joe Biden, Ukraine, uh -huh. um, it's kind of tough to get an alternative viewpoint because everything is from obviously the mainstream media, but also from the leftist point of view, you know, so you got Washington post Republicans are still trying to frame Joe Biden with Ukraine politifact opening a case File does not mean Joe Biden is a whatever suspect. Um, it trails off right there. Um, mm -hmm. New York Times, what Joe Biden actually did in Ukraine. And I didn't read that because we all know what it's going to say because it's the New York Times. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we do. Uh, BuzzFeed News. Rudy, Rudy Giuliani's Joe Biden smear efforts gear up again. You know, So it, it goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. So I had to... Um, 
you know, Google Fox News and uh, Glenn Beck came up. Um, okay. He's a bit controversial. <laughs> he always has been. Um, but I think, you know, and then, of course, a lot of this info is in the Q drops as well, you know, which is what I always refer to. And um, and then also just conservative outlet news, you know. Mm-hmm. So let me just go ahead and, you know, read up this, this, this Glenn Beck article. This was actually on theblaze.com and it okay. was published February 6th, 2020. Okay. Um, and this is, they were talking about a lot of this right before the, the pandemic because the pandemic wasn't officially quite all the way here yet. Okay. Or it was, but, you know. Um, so it says here, Glenn Beck unveils money laundering scheme linked to Hunter Biden and Burisma. So in a Thursday night special, Blaze TV host Glenn Beck laid out evidence implicating a possible international money laundering scheme linked to Ukrainian gas firm Burisma and former Burisma board member Hunter Biden. That's his son. Okay. The links provided by Beck show that $1.8 billion in U.S. taxpayer dollars sent to Ukraine during the Obama administration is unaccounted for and raises the question, why hasn't Congress launched an investigation into how those funds were spent? Wow. So what are the details? During the special, Beck explained that in 2014, $23 million was sent to a bank in London via wire transfer by Mykola Slavileski. I'm saying that wrong or Zlobeski, the uh-huh. head of Burisma, British authorities immediately froze the accounts and began uh, tracing the funds back to their origins. According to Beck, the evidence suggests that the money had been laundered through the minimally regulated Latvian banking system and transferred into a, an array of shell companies. Not only did Biden seem to care about his new company being investigated for stealing and laundering money, Beck said he also apparently didn't mind that the primary owner of Burisma was on a U.S. visa ban list for, get this, murders and beheadings. Oh, wow. Wow. And I can't pronounce the name of this primary owner, but it's something like uh, Valerie Yoivich Kolomowski. Oh, my goodness. Um. Now a few weeks after find this article on our on our Facebook page, by the way, it's posted there just for our listeners to know. So sorry to interrupt, Ronnie. Go ahead. A few weeks after Burisma was implicated in a Monday money laundering ring, Hunter Biden became a board member. And within a few months, then Vice President Joe Biden and Secretary of State John Kerry lobbied for $1.8 billion to be delivered into Privet Bank, which was owned by Kalamowski and became Ukraine's state bank. So that $1.8 billion is still missing and could have gone anywhere, uh, possibly into Kolomowski's own pocket or possibly spent in whole in part to bankroll Ukraine's war with Russia, given that the oligarch was known for bankrolling the conflict. But if the funds were used to fund a war with Russia, those taxpayer dollars were not authorized by Congress. Right. Uh, the International Monetary Fund has also been investigating corruption and money, money laundering in, in their Ukraine. And in 2016, the Ukrainian government finally seized Privet Bank from Kalomowski for enriching himself off of IMF loans. Um, and this, of course, goes on and on. And so Trump wanted a public announcement of the investigations, and everyone assumed that he meant an interview on CNN, Beck said. I'd say a special forces daylight raid on Ukraine's biggest and most corrupt bank is one hell of a public announcement. Yeah. So this is what um, prompted the impeachment, if you recall, of, of, of Trump. Um, and yeah. yeah. So to me, you know, the fact that um, it's so buried now, um, it, you, I don't even know if you're even hearing it much on the no. news at all anymore um, because shortly after that the coronavirus moved on in and then all this other garbage happened so um, I think what's happening here is obviously there was a shit ton of corruption going on mm-hmm. and um, as far as I'm aware 
that once they tried to launch an investigation over in the Ukraine, um, there was this, I think Joe Biden was involved in, in some kind of bribe to get it to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to find that. I think I, I have that. Is that about the billion dollars and that comment he made on video? Yes. Okay. You want me to get that? Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Okay. This was back in 2018 in a video from a council on foreign relations. Biden is heard bragging about using his influence to get Shokin fired, um, in, including threatening to call back a $1 billion loan from the U.S. government to Ukraine if the firing didn't happen. So this is on video. It's heard. It's recorded. Biden said, I said, this is Biden talking, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here in, I think it was about six hours. I looked at them and I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Biden says in the video, referring to a conversation with then Ukraine president Petro Poroshenko. And then Biden said, well, son of a bitch, he got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. So that sounds like a bribe to me, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, it does to me too. Now, <laughs> I think what's going on here is, um, you know, he's, he's hiding in his basement. He's not now, you know, if you go back on the Q posts and you go to four five, five, one, I believe it is, uh-huh. um, you know, it states that, that Joe Biden, um, doesn't want to do any rallies according to, um, his doctor's orders, you know, and I get it. Okay. He's elderly, right. He shouldn't be out there a lot. However, you know, he's not doing a shit ton of interviews either. I mean, and when he is, he's his cognitive ability to answer questions or hold a conversation is is so off that even in an interview here, and I'm going to play a clip here. Oh, goody. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> These are fun. <laughs> so, yeah, let me know if you can hear this, though. I will. I I don't know how this is going to work. I know. Specifically, have you taken a cognitive No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Or are you a junkie? What do you say to President Trump, who brags about his test and makes your mistake an issue for voters? Well... If he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you watch that? Look, come on, man. I, I, I know you're trying to goad me, but, I mean, I'm so forward-looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. So <laughs> so that was Biden, and who was he talking to? Uh, this was on CBS this morning. I don't know who the guy was, but, um, it was just somebody who's doing him on that show. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I didn't didn't catch the name. It was on CBS. Oh, no, that's totally fine. Wow. Wow. They were asking him if he had taken a cognitive test, and the guy's, and Biden's like, come on, man. And what's this come on, man thing? What what market is he trying to trying, you know what I mean? You know what it is? He's trying to be a tough guy, right? He's trying not to be like, what is he, 78 or something, 79? He's trying so. Yeah, he's trying to I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly think this there's one of two things happening. Okay. Um in my in my opinion cognitively he's declining there's something going on he has dementia alzheimer's he forgets shit he forgets where he is mm-hmm. um he forgets what's going on he doesn't know if his sister's to his right or if it's wife i mean it's crazy and or this is some kind of like act cuz i don't know when this started happening it's some kind of act so he can play oh i'm so old and i i don't know i can't answer these questions effectively um I'm not sure what's going on because, you know, again, he's being accused of treason, treason and sedition. Um, Mm -hmm. He is, you know, under some type of investigation with this Ukrainian thing. Uh, He was on the, you know, documents when the whole Russian collusion came about Mm -hmm. back in 2016. He was involved in that. He denies it. 
Um, so if he's showing any kind of cognitive decline, you know, he has to actually go to court at his age. I mean, you know, <laughs> come on <laughs> and come on, man. And not, not only that, it's like, okay, now we have the Kamala Harris. God, I hope I'm saying her name I think, uh, right. Yeah. Because no, there's been there on, on CNN. I saw a panel of people who were, um, ridiculing Tucker Carlson for not saying her name Right. And then what was so funny was Biden also said her name wrong. So ah, I think it's, I think serious? it's, com- I am not kidding you. I'm not, I wish I had the clip here, but I don't, but I am not kidding you. I just saw it yesterday. Let me see if I can get one of her with her name on it, at least. So we know how to say it right. But keep going while I look for that. So. Right. So, um, so, and then he, so he's not, you know, he's, they, they're basically, I feel like they're sheltering him um mental probably his mental condition you know ukraine exposure the presidential debates we already know if he goes toe-to-toe with trump it's going to be a nightmare yeah um and i will pay i would pay money to see that and i think i think the first debate is scheduled in september but i don't know the exact date i'll have to find that out um but I will. I would pay money if this is pay per view and it was fifty bucks. I would pay <laughs> money, and it could go to the Trump campaign. I would. I would still pay that to oh, watch that. Hilarious. I'm going to order pizza that night, and I'm going to have a ton of fun <laughs> watching that. We should commentate on it during it <laughs> for a podcast. That'd be fun. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's you know what's going on and yeah so he's he's got his dirty little hands involved in a lot not to mention remember the sexual allegations of tara reed back uh what was that a few months ago and that was kind of coming to light and uh and and not to mention also that how many video clips have we seen of him sniffing women's hair and being touchy-feely with kids and i'm not gonna go right out and say he's a pedophile but you know i don't know if it's just his generation like that age where it was okay to touch and be touchy-feely i've known older men like that but if you're in a position of power, if you're in a position of being a politician, I, I think and you're on camera, right. you're on camera. And in this day and age where there, we just went through the Me Too movement last year and there's just these pedal rings being busted up, um, you might want to keep your hands to yourself. It makes you look bad. Right. Um, yeah. So I have a few more clips too of- okay. <laughs> <laughs> of him talking. Uh, this is just, I don't know how long I'm gonna let this one roll, but this is Joe Biden's most awkward gaffes of all time. Okay. And then, and then I'm going to go ahead and, and we're going to delve into his racism a little bit because we were just speaking about racism in our last podcast and how the Democrats are uh, known to be that they try to cover it up, but they're, they're not. But anyway, let me, yeah. um, or they are very racist. Let me yes. go ahead and play this. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. The president has a big stick. Let's we choose truth over facts. Let's do push ups together again. Let's do let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. One man stands ready to deliver change we desperately need. A man I'm proud to call my friend. A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States of America, Barack Obama. Now that they beeped that out, but what he's saying there is this is a big fucking deal. <laughs> really? He's whispering in Obama's ear, right? You don't see, you can't see the subtitles, but I can. All right. <laughs> I don't know how long I'm going to let this continue. I don't know how long, how good it's going over the speakers here, but some you can hear, some can't. We can speak out and be more straightforward. No, I'm, I'm not going to be in view. I, 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 I got something to do. I got to go do boom, boom, boom. Hillary Clinton is as qualified or more qualified than I am to be vice president of the United States of America. Let's get that straight. And quite frankly, um, it might have been a better pick than me, but she's first rate. I know I'm called middle class Joe. It's not meant as a compliment. It means I'm not sophisticated. I want to be clear. 
I'm not going nuts. You're a damn liar, man. That's not true. Now I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on it, let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. To the word united. To the number. 30330. 30330. Or 30333. Or P-O-O. Why anyway? You got it. You anyway, you get a take. Where was this taken? This was when he was vice president or Um it just clips of over the last probably several years of just you know his (laughs) crazy comments. Um also, so, and then if you want to go back in time, uh-huh. um, there's a lot of comments about his basically being blatantly racist. I mean, blatantly racist. And you know what it is? Or the, the left, you always hear about them, you know, you're racist. It's racism, racism, racism. That's gaslighting, I think. That's kind of blaming the other person when they're actually doing it themselves. Um, right. I agree. So, I mean, I'm trying to pull up some things here of things that he actually said back even in the 90s. He makes, he, you know, he continues to make comments like he'll say things like, I'm like the token black. He doesn't want his kids being raised in a racial jungle. Um, I, I just saw the other day about how he's talking about Indians and how they always own the, you know, like the convenience stores. And I mean, the man is just full of just racial comments just all the time. And, um, here's a little, this not being blown up in the press, you know, well, we know why, because (laughs) he's a democratic candidate. If this was Trump, this would be plastered on every billboard, every other block on my way home, but not if it's Biden. And it's just like, are you kidding me? He does all of these gaffes and nobody raises eyebrows and supposedly he's leading in the polls on some polls. Right. Yeah. And here's just an example. I'll play a clip here and this should come out pretty clear, but he was on the, um, I believe he was on the breakfast club and it is hosted by this African-American man. And, and here he's speaking, he's asking, uh, he's talking to Biden who's and Biden's on his show. Uh Uh-huh. You got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see... Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The world... I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. No, I've been critical of you. Um, I I have a few things I want to talk to you about. I know you have. You don't know me. No, I don't. That's why I want to get to know you today. I want to get to know you today. Uh, I want to talk to you about mostly black stuff. I get overwhelming support from the black leadership, young and old. Every poll shows me way ahead. And black people saved your political life in the primaries this year. They have things they want from you. And one of them is a black woman running me. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. All right, so I'll just stop it right there. But where he lost a lot of the black voter base was, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That pissed off a lot of the African-American community I saw all over the place. So, um, and I'm uh, as far as I'm aware, I think that Trump is pulling in a big percentage now. I I think it was 15% now of the black vote, if I'm remembering the statistics right, but it's big and it's significant. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and then That's- of course I, I did bring up in a couple of episodes ago that black lives matter and the funds that came in through black lives matter is funding the democratic party and his, his campaign. Um, yeah. Yes. That raises some eyebrows, right? I mean, Mm-hmm. So funds raised for Black Lives Matter goes to the Democratic Party. Yet they, uh, yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me at all, mm-hmm. at all. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. 
wow. I mean, just those clips she played, Ronnie, they're just like, <laughs> it's just so, I, I just like, this is your presidential candidate, you know? And <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> We can get that sound bite and just play it, you know, whenever we want and to. Not, <laughs> and not only that, and I'd, I'd heard in one of the debates that Kamala Harris had blatantly called him a racist, and now she's his pick on the as on the ticket as his VP a running rapist. mate, and, and I, a rapist. Yeah, both, mm-hmm. both, both. Yeah, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't get it. <laughs> I know. I don't get her. I don't get him. I don't get the whole thing. I I just don't get it. And I can't wait till this nightmare is over with because I think, and I think I already said this, but I think what's going to happen is they're going to remove him. I wouldn't be surprised if they did try to remove him before the election and replace him with somebody else. And then use some of it use an excuse that it's his health or something, or he becomes president and then he, he steps down and then she becomes, you know, uh, Harris becomes president. He can't lead the country. He doesn't have, well, number one, he's under two investigations that I know of. Mm -hmm. He's on some kind of cognitive decline He's racist as hell. He's going to raise taxes so high that that it'll it'll just be crushing. That's what I keep hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I think under him, I think he's a puppet. I'll just say it. he's a puppet. Okay, I believe. Yeah, you. I believe he's I th- a puppet. I think of like weakened at Bernie's and the dead guy, and they have him on a stick, and they're just kind of like pushing him around and telling him what to say, and. And then when he's not being prompted, he sounds like an idiot. Um, and if he is on some kind of, you know, cognitive decline, whether it's dementia or whatever it is, they really, he probably shouldn't be running. Uh, I don't even know why he's still running, to be honest with you. No, I I agree. And, you know, I, you've mentioned that he hangs out in the basement. Now, you've been studying this a little bit more than me. So he hasn't come out at all. He's just in the basement all the time, basically. At well, time. he's gone. You know, he's had a couple of rallies that I am aware of. I mean, okay. to be honest, I don't follow him that closely. I'm always paying attention to what Trump is saying because I already know Trump's going to win. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, watching Biden is like watching some kind of comical sitcom <laughs> episode because that's how I think of him. And right. he's gone to, he's had a couple of rallies, but the rallies have been a very poor turnout. And, you know, one, like I remember one was in a gym and, and they had like little circles and the chairs were in little circles. So everybody was socially distanced and so different from the Trump rally that just happened. What was that last month? Um, where there was just a lot of people and nobody gave a shit (laughs) and not, I didn't see very many people in masks. It's a very different culture. Um, And people are just on fire for Trump where there's just, just, I don't know, dead in the water uh, with um, Biden's rallies and with Kamala Harris coming up on as his running mate, um, there's just a lot of people saying, well, you just gave Trump the presidency, you know, by um, rolling her out because she's not very popular from what I have gathered. Right. From what I've seen, she has very radical views and she's even more radical than Joe Biden. She's definitely, you know, anti-gun. So, you know, if he is a puppet and she steps up at some point and becomes president or even he disappears and she becomes a presidential candidate. Although I don't know if that's possible before the election, but if that happened, you know, we'd be screwed if she won with guns, with taxes, um, a lot of things from, from what I've seen. And then there's also a question that is she really African-American and she's Jamaican and she is Indian, Indian, East Indian. So, you know, that, and not that I care either way, but she did run as an Indian American um, when she ran for the Senate. Well, now all of a sudden she's Black American, African American. So <laughs> yeah. Like you, you, and I, I read something and I think it was uh, 
Candace Owens, who I do like to watch. She says, you know, what is she going to run for? You know, what is she going to run for next if she ever runs for president? You know, and it's like, what, what, choose your uh, race, basically. And, and that's, and that's what is so sickening and what's irritating gets under my skin is it's so capitalized. All of these, their, their gender, their, um, their race is so capitalized by the Democratic Party. They really just bank on that and really drive that message home. And if they do it so much, I have to wonder how, how much do you really feel and really believe behind that? You know, it just, it gets old after a while. And, you know, it, just this alone, all of a sudden, oh, great. So the Indian American is now Black American. And either way, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm fine either way if she'd make a great leader. But why are you focusing on that? Why aren't you telling me what she's done in her Senate history, in her political history? That's what I really want to know. That's where I'm going to place my vote, not according to skin color or gender, but what they stand for. And, you know, because I think that's the only cards they have to play. They are radical. They do have a history of corruption. They do. have. I don't know about her specifically um but a lot of the democrats do well um, said about her I, there's some going around from from what i've read that she oh i better google it because i'll get the names wrong but she did um sleep with somebody to get her position that she actually slept with a married man to move up and so yeah but I'm not sure the specifics, so I will Google that. I heard that too. And I, you know, again, I've been focusing on other stuff with all of this and not her because she just kind of came to light, what, two days ago. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I I was too busy looking into Biden and his history. Very recent, very current. Hey, us here at Fringe Following, we bring you the news when we get it, as soon as we get it. Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't always have have time to fully process it and um, digest it and, and spit it back to you. But we, we try to stay as current as possible. And it's a really tough news schedule to keep up with because it is ongoing, never ending this year. 2020 is the, the year for news. So just whether it's good news or bad news is another story, but it's definitely never ending. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, Ronnie? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then other thing I was going to bring up while you're looking that, I think you're looking up something, but um, you know, the, the, the other, what was it? The beginning of the week, I believe, or maybe it was last week. I don't know. Every day is like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Trump cut the payroll taxes. So immediately the press and the media said, Oh, He's going to cut Social Security. He's going to cut Medicare and blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. and then Biden was up there saying, I would never cut Social Security. But I saw, I saw back in the 90s how he wanted to cut Social Security over and over and over again, right? So it's, yeah. And, and then now we learned that Trump is not cutting uh, Social Security no. and, and Medicare. No, and I had there was so much he signed those executive orders not not too long ago. What it's been about less than a week, I think, Ronnie. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, but I, instantly that same night, oh my God, Trump is is cutting Medicare. If you don't care about those things, the Social Security you paid into him, you should care about blah 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 blah. This is horrible and awful. And I'm just like. And then I read read up on it, and it's like, no, he's not. It's a deferment. It's a tax deferment, and that means that it will eventually have to be paid. Now, in all honesty, Trump has said he might forgive that deferment if he's president next year, but that's neither here nor there. At this point, the executive order is not eliminating. It is deferring that tax, and only till the end of the year. And he says he might eliminate it completely if he's elected, but that's a whole other discussion. And that's a whole if, and, and, but. But currently, everyone gets all up in arms about what could happen. Why don't you focus on what's actually happening and wait to see how it shakes out? Because honestly, from those four executive orders he recently signed, I still don't know how most of them are going to shake out. I think the payroll tax cut went through, but the other ones, I think what the Democrats are going to try to sue Trump, which is hilarious. But I, yeah, I, yeah they, they, they're pushing back on that one because he, he did put three other orders in place. So yeah, but, oh my gosh, I just hyper reactivity. They, they want to hate him even 
if it hints that he's done something wrong. You know what I mean? And it's like, come on, get your news story straight. Don't go off half cocked, all angry, up in arms that everything's been cut. And that isn't what he did. (laughs) Yeah, right. And we'll have to um, do a whole episode on the economy itself because there's a lot going on. There's a lot of changes going on. Um, again, a lot of these things are hard to find unless you're, you know, paying attention to, um, other channels and some of it, I'm not even sure if it's going to come to fruition or not, but, um, we'll, we'll have to cover that another episode. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. Kamala, I, I, I do apologize if I'm saying your name right. We, we don't try to give misinformation here or if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, Okay, so it was Willie Brown in California, and she was dating him when he was married. Looks like it was back in 94 because he was so irresistible. But basically, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And he was in his 60s, and she was in in her late 20s or at the most 30 when she dated him. So um, dating the married man twice her age. And Brown was a former attorney for pimps in pre-political days, but I guess at the time he was a, what was he? Do, do, do. Oh, mayor of San Francisco and state assembly speaker. Oh, state assembly speaker, Willie Brown. Yeah. So that's apparently where quote, she slept to the top and he was married at the time. So, um, yeah, but that's okay. You know, we all have our ways of getting to the top and, you know, <laughs> why not have the vice president sleep away at the top? I, I think that's great. Oh, God. <laughs> Cheers, oh, Democrats. My God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, and I can hear it now. Okay. Yes, I know it was a 90. She could have changed. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah. You you, you win that argument, but still, it, it's not my preference. I'm yeah. just being honest. Right. I mean, you know, to be fair, Trump is not perfect either. You know, we did hear nope. some comments made, you know, back under Mike. Mike. And, Mike. Yep. He got yeah. it too. And, yeah. you know, I he's not perfect. I'm not here saying, oh, yes, he's like the best of the best and he's an angel. And, you know, but honestly, I don't think I could say that of any president, quite frankly, and or of any candidate. You know, and no, no, no. It's just how far the rabbit hole do you go down with his? The buck always stops with him. No matter how far you try to go down the rabbit hole with Trump and his supposed collusions and bad things he does wrong, it stops at a certain point, and you it does right, and it gets dismissed, and it, it and it gets thrown out, and it gets debunked, and yeah, mm-hmm. um, is he a womanizer? Yeah, yeah, he probably was, but he's older now he's more mature now and um you know of course right now biden is stuck in his basement he's not sniffing hair but i'm sure if he had the opportunity he would be i think social distancing did him a great service (laughs) yeah in in that regard i yeah i agree and yes i don't you know and what trump said i mean i get it and how women have just waved that flag about how he's misogynistic and i'm like have you ever been in a men's locker room? Have you ever heard men talk when they don't think you're around? I mean, it's he said nothing different than that. Most of them are like that. Most of them. There's a difference between saying things in a locker room and then actually doing something. And of course, we know that Trump was accused of sexual allegations. But then again, that came out that the woman said that she had made it up or she was pressured or something like that. That was, that. was that Stormy Daniels? Was that? Ah, uh, there was another one who had said she was a teenager with Epstein. Okay. Cause and, Stormy Daniels was also on Epstein Island. Yeah, it was. Okay. Daniels and she was on the Epstein Island log and I thought, well, that's curious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Very curious. Right. Yeah. So again, I think again, you know, um, Trump doesn't have a perfect record, but I would say he probably has a better record than a lot of, of, you know, Democrats that we've spoken about. Um, And especially Joe Biden, in my opinion, and and Camilla Harris for that matter. So, right. Yeah. 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 I don't know if Biden is as bad as, you know, some other Democrats I've heard of, but um, I've never known him to be accused of of pedophilia. He could just be a 
you know, creepy Joe Biden, what they call him, you know, very touchy feely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still uncomfortable when I watch him uh, oh, yeah. on, on those old videos back when he was VP. Yeah. Um, Have you seen that picture where he was sniffing that girl's hair and there's that little boy looking over him like he's crazy? Have you? Have you <laughs> I think I have. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. If I find there's it, there's so I, many memes going around right now. I know. I'm gonna post that to our her Facebook page if I can. Find it. <laughs> that one was good. I'm like, even he sees that's wrong, and he's a little boy, you know. But that's okay. We'll we'll turn a a, a blind eye, you know, to all of that, you know, and just. Mm-hmm pretend it doesn't exist. And, you know, was Tara Reid alleged that Joe Biden sexually assaulted her in 1993 in a Capitol Hall office building when she was staff assistant in his Senate office? So yeah. Yep. But of course, that story was buried and never got much traction, you know, Mm -hmm. suppressed, like most everything that, you know, goes against the mainstream narrative, you know, Mm -hmm. so frustrating. (laughs) Well, it's hard to get the truth. It's hard to get what really happened. You know, um, I'm sure if I were to sit here and Google Tara Reid and, and, and Joe Biden right now, I'm sure I would come up with all kinds of things that are defending him. 10 pages. And then maybe at the 11th page, you'll find a little blurb by some, you know, off color Mm -hmm. paper that no one reads, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, which is my experience with most everything that we research for this podcast. Yeah, it's tough. It's really hard. And like I said, when I I had um, researched Joe Biden in Ukraine, I mean, the first page is just filled with, you know, news media defending him. Yeah, and that's that's when my flags really go up. You know, you know, I and I say, okay, that's something's not right here. Um. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. I, you know, it's to the point, and we've discussed this before, I look at what they suppress instead of what they put out there, because that's the real story. A lot of times, I really feel that to be true. They really have a bias. Um, They they really have a huge interest uh, to keep it biased like that. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Right. So yeah, if anybody listening, if you are voting for Biden. Um, tell us why. Um, yes. cause we don't <laughs> personally, we don't see the reason for it. Uh, we don't, I don't see it. And I've, I've seen comments, you know, oh, he's so moral and he's this and he's that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, is here's, he, a is he- here's a caveat. If you vote for him, I don't want to hear that it's because you hate Trump. I am so sick of, you know, in my state, there's some, you know, politicians running and their whole argument their whole ad campaign is don't for- vote for the other guy he's supported trump and mm-hmm. you know 90 percent of the time this guy's supported trump so you need to vote for you. what the hell freaking type of platform is that or reason to vote i don't like the other guys so i'm voting you know tell me why what's so great about him and what biden has done please i you know enlighten us i i'm an o- i'm open in our research we haven't found much about how what he's done or what he's accomplished that would make me want to vote for him as president. Just- I mean, this is to me this if I could sort of paint a picture of what America under Biden would be like, um, I, I honestly think it, there would just be deeper corruption, open borders, uh, high, high taxes. It, 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 and look at what's happening in New York City and in California. I, you think that's going to just you know go away? after Biden is president? I don't think so. Um, I think the crime rate will even skyrocket even more. I think um, the African-American communities are going to suffer more. And that's, you know, that's my opinion. But that's just looking back on history. That's looking at what's happening now in the Democratic cities and states. Um, And even just today, Biden came out and said, well, I would make masks mandatory. You know, um, really? Okay. Yeah. So I I, that. I heard that. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's really what you had to, con- you know, contribute to, to the message. Okay, great. <laughs> um, I, I, I just, every time he, he does get on TV or he gets interviewed or he's making some kind of speech, I'm just, uh, my mouth drops open and I just can't believe what I'm hearing. I know. I know. It just, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a puppet. Yeah, he's a puppet. He's a puppet. I, I just, yeah, I yeah. 
He's a puppet for the deep state and the deep state are pulling the strings, you know, and the deep state are behind him and they're controlling and manipulate, manipulating everything. Agreed. Agreed. Well, thank you, Ronnie, for your take on Joe Biden and all that you had to, you know, your research on him. Do you have any? (laughs) No, it was grueling. I never want to do it again. (laughs) We won't have to, but I have a a suspicion it's going to happen again. He's not going away for a few more months and then, uh, then we can just move on with our lives. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. All my prayers and everything are on on that. So, um, (laughs) do you happen to know in Vegas if you can bet on which presidential candidate will win? It'd be interesting to see their odds because you know, I have no idea, and they bet on everything in Vegas, so I have no clue. I yeah, I should. I should make a bet and see what happens. <laughs> I, I, it'd be interesting to see the odds because the thing is, no matter what the polls tell you, Vegas, they're into it for the money. They're going to want the odds to be, you know, the way that it is. And I bet you Trump has higher odds than Biden. I bet you. Anything. Oh, I would say so too. Yeah. So I'm going to look into that. I really am. I'll see. And then I'll, I'll report back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Um, thank you, listeners. We really appreciate you. If you get a chance, um, please leave us a rating. Please give us a comment. Let us know how you feel about our podcast, whether you agree or disagree. We just want to hear from you and know that we're not just talking to thin air. So thank you so much. And we will meet you next time for the next edition of Fringe Following. <laughs>